Welcome once again to our podcast, Redeemed. Uh, the goal and the idea of our podcast is we want to start talking about what it means to live a redeemed Christian life and how that plays out in our own personal life and how that should make a difference. So I really hope that as uh, we're having some conversations about this, that uh, you'll be able to take something from it, implement it into your lives, and that God can use it for you. So hang with us, and we'll go ahead and get started. Thank you once again for joining us for another episode of Redeemed, where we just try to pick things from the Bible that that should apply to our lives on a daily basis. Uh, for those of you who, who are probably new to our podcast, I don't know if I've said it before, but my name is Asa, and my co-host here is Michael. How are we doing? And uh, Amanda's here as well. She's the uh, audio guru. She's the brains behind the operation. But I was I was thinking here the other day. I was thinking that I thought you know we we start these podcasts every time, but we never actually tell anybody who we are. So, Better that way. So I kind of felt like you know maybe we should reintroduce ourselves, especially if you're uh, joining for some of the la- la- uh, the latter podcast. I prefer to remain anonymous. <laughs> yeah, me too. But that's not quite the way it works in today's society. Um, so we are still in numbers. We'll be finishing up the book of numbers this week, and uh, so we're going to look at ch- uh, chapter twenty-five where uh, Moab seduces Israel. If you remember last time we talked, we talked about Balaam and talking donkey. Yep. And uh, we, we had a lot of good discussion on that, the fact that uh, Balaam just wasn't at all, uh, just wasn't taken back by the fact that his donkey just started talking to him. Yeah. Didn't, didn't pause at all, just started nope. talking to his donkey. Nope. And if you continue on that story, um, he does follow through and he actually starts the process of blessing all the Bless the Israelites. And as uh, Michael and I were talking about earlier this morning, not only did he bless them once, he blessed them seven times. Yeah. Um, the king kept dragging him around different spots. Yeah, the king, the uh, Balak, right? Balak. Yeah. Balak just kept taking them to different tribes, different areas. Like, hey, well, okay. I know you blessed the last people. I'm asking you to curse them. Can you curse these ones? <laughs> and then instead, <laughs> another blessing. Place so, has got to be the problem. At some point, Balak had to have figured it out. <laughs> yeah. And say, just let him bless all the tribes. Mm-hmm. And it says, and it says there at the end that then the ba- after the last blessing, then Balaam got up, returned home. Balak went to his own way. <laughs> so I mean, it was like, oh well, that didn't work out. So what we're going to focus on this morning, though, is what happens kind of after that. Um, so you have the uh, the Israelites, and it's getting close to the time where they're fixing to be able to enter into the promised land. Yep. Uh, most of their punishment is over now. Uh, most of people, all the people who to this point need to pass away have passed away. Yep. And so they're getting ready to in, uh, enter in. What we have here, though, is is that the Midianites and the Moabites um, have joined together, and they've kind of figured out a plan. So they know they can't beat them via fighting them because God's on their side. Right. You yeah, can't beat the Israelites that way. So what do they do? They send in their pagan women. Yep. This and, will work. And it does. And it does. It, it, does. it works very well. And uh, they send some pagan women in. They they go to this whatever festival, and it is, it is some kind of festival. Israelite the Israelite men after wandering around in the desert for mm-hmm. forty years. And from the commentary that I could find, it was the uh, it was their fertility festival. Festival. Okay. So there was all kinds of hinky stuff going on there. Yeah. And of course, it doesn't go over well. 
these men go to this, they seduce a couple of them, they go, and uh, all of a sudden, what happens? The Lord becomes angry. Why? Because he didn't want his people intermarrying with non-Christians. Right. Okay, that's what he wanted. Yep. He wanted his people to stay faithful to him. And even in just, just this little bit of seduction here where the women were taking them, they were bowing down and worshiping Paul. Oh, yeah, and they were, and God was angry, angry, because... Says, and the Lord's anger burned against them. The Lord said to Moses, Take all the leaders of these people, kill them, and expose them in broad daylight before the Lord, so that the Lord's fierce anger may turn away from Israel. Mm-hmm. So I don't think he was very happy. No, not at all. And what I want to look at, and we're going to talk a little bit more here in just a second about uh, the outcome of what happens because of this seduction by the Moabites uh, and Midianites. Yeah. But what I want us to understand it is, as a Christian, we face seduction every day. No. Now, granted, um, from where I am, I'm not looking for uh, uh, the female priestess from Baal to come and talk to me. You right. Know what I'm saying? It's not that kind of seduction. But the world is always trying to sneak in and drag you away from following the Lord all the time. That's right. And sometimes, if we're not careful, the, the seduction can be so minimal that we don't even catch it. Yeah, you got to be looking for it. Mm-hmm. You almost have to be looking for it, your head on a swivel, because if you try to put Satan in a box and think he's only going to come at me from this angle, then you're wrong. Mm-hmm. Yes, the devil's been using a lot of things that he's used for a lot of years. Yeah. Okay, he's using the same, the same methods. But at the same time, he's looking for new ways, too. Yeah. And our world is full of this seduction trying to pull us away from following the Lord. Absolutely. So as a redeemed Christian, we need to make sure that we remember... To stay on the path. That's right. Don't go to the right or the left. The Lord's Lord's given us these commands. We need to stick to those. Rock steady. And let me explain why. So, after all this is done, and the Israelites are seduced, uh, you have Moses. He's on the ground. He's (laughs) weeping at the entrance of the tent of meetings. Mm -hmm. When this guy, one of the fellow Israelites, walks right by him with one of these pagan women, right by him. It says, then the Israelite man brought into the camp a Midianite woman right before the eyes of Moses and the whole assembly of Israel while they were weeping at the entrance to the tent of meeting. Exactly. And at this point, there had been a plague that also has broken out over the Israelites as well as punishment for what's going on. Yep. Now, one of the priests grabs a spear, decides to take care of this problem. Phineas. Phineas, yes. Love that name. It's a sweet name. It is. Phineas the priest. Yep. Phineas, son of Eleazar, son of Aaron. So he was in the line of Aaron's Aaron. grandson. Yep. So what does he do? Well, he takes care of business. He grabs a spear, follows that guy, boom, stabs him both through. And it's kind of interesting because if you read the, the commentary here on the side, it says that it was not an execution uh, because of what the guy was doing with the Midianite was a symbolized, was a symbolized, symbolized excuse me, Israel's adultery and idolatry. So it was punishable by death. So it was an execution, not a murder. Correct. And as soon as, as soon as Phineas had taken care of that problem, the plague went away. The plague went away. Oh. And you know, and so weird. It's almost like they're connected. And then, yeah, <laughs> almost to be a fly on the wall because I could almost bet that there was some people that thought, oh wow, what a coincidence. Yeah. Yep. Nothing connected there. Glad it's finally over. <laughs> yeah. Glad the plague's gone. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> no idea why he chose now to stop it. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. But it also brings up another point that if there is sin in our life and the seduction has gotten in, we need to make sure that we remove it. 
Absolutely. I mean, it's one thing to be seduced and then then to actually just follow that through all the right. You know what I'm saying? At some point, you have to stop and say, no, I can't do this, and you have to remove the problem, mm-hmm. which is what Phineas did. So to bring it all together, as a redeemed Christian, we have to make sure that we're aware of the seduction around us, especially the stuff that's trying to get in and draw us away from the Lord and make us completely uh, useless to him. Yep. And then the second thing is to make sure that when that seduction does happen, if it gets in, to make sure we remove it and move on. You know what I'm saying? Remove just, it or remove yourself from the situation. Yep. Remove yourself from the situation and get it out of there. And don't go back there again. Nope. No, you've already you've identified it as bad. Mm-hmm. Stay away. Yep. Thanks for joining us. And remember, you can connect with us in person every Sunday at 8 a.m. and 9.45 a.m. And online with Instagram and Facebook. And the daily Bible readings are on the website, eastcastlebaptistchurch.com. Once again, thanks for joining us. And we will see you next time.